everybody. Welcome back to another, probably the last episode of this year of Bitch Breathe. My name is Ricardia. So this episode is titled New Year Old Me. So I don't know how you guys spend your New Year's, how it is defined culturally for you, or maybe by memories or personal history, whatever it is. For me, I can say I'm not exactly a big New Year's person. I'm really not into the whole resolution thing. Um, I feel like there's a lot of um, sentimentality, um, sort of false sentimentality, like I have to feel sentimental because this year is gone, whether it was shitty or not, for some reason, I'm really reluctant to let it go. And especially this year, the question has to be begs to be asked, why am I sad about this year? But we'll get to that bit later. What I'm uh, usually good at, however, there's this wonderful um, tradition in Germany, it's a it's a pre-Christian tra- tradition. So it's not just Germany; it uh, comes from the Celtics and the uh, Wiccan or or pagan traditions, even, which is called Raunechte. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the English sort of translation is the twelve um, twelve nights of Yule or, or Yuletide or something. So basically, you probably know this if you've you know been ever, ever been interested in the lunar versus the solar cycle the solar year has 365 days right but the lunar year which is the actual moon cycle really the more real calendar if you will is 354 days because each moon cycle is roughly 29 29 and a half days not 30 31 so at the end of the year you're left with 12 years oh, sorry <laughs> feels that way sometimes. No, at the end of the year, you're left with 12 days that are sort of uh, a time outside of time. They don't actually belong there. And I could do a whole episode just on this because it's so interesting. It feels so magical. There are all these myths and stories. And even if you're not into all the rituals that belong in this time, it's just a very entertaining way to uh, let go of the old year and, you know, sort of embrace the new or just, you know, go, go a little hindsight on everything. How was the last year? And anyway, there's a lot of stuff like that. I do all of that. I can turn into a right little witch during this time because I go all smudge the place. I write down my wishes. I, you know, sort of mentally manifest what it is I would like for the next year, what I'm looking for, and to also sort of look at the past. Now, all that said, all these rituals conducted, I still don't like the whole New Year's thing. And I'll tell you um, why. It's just what I said earlier, the sentimentality. But I also feel like there's this idea that with the beginning of this next day, which in the calendar is only a couple hours later, people, I have this feeling I'm supposed to be able to let go of everything from the past and embrace the new. After this year, which I think it's safe to say has been, I mean, except for maybe Jeff Bezos, it's been incredibly challenging. Um, It has opened up alleyways that we didn't know existed, which is a positive thing. There are so many new things happening, but there are also alleyways that sort of seem to lead downward and and make us very sad. We've maybe even lost people. We've lost jobs. There has been a lot of loss and, and sadness and depth of emotion this year. 
So especially this year, I wanted to talk about what we can do if letting go of grief, of past experiences that were hard, is not so easy. Um, we use this word letting go all the time, whether you're you know, at Google or in a yoga class, this whole idea of letting go of old stuff is ubiquitous. Everybody's talking about it to just exhale and, you know, go ahead, be gone with it, <laughs> to quote Justin Timberlake. But um, that's not always so easy because I think everything has a divine or a nature sort of timing. So what can we do when this new year beckons us forward, but we're kind of schlepping the old me with us, right? So I'm still here. It's still me on this next calendar day. And for me this year, personally, has also, of course, been very challenging. I've um, uh, had to deal with some sicknesses that I thought I didn't have anymore. No worries. It's not corona. It wasn't corona, thank God. But they kept coming back. They keep coming back, which was incredibly disheartening. I um, am somebody who deals with a lot of anxiety, which you'll know if you've listened to my first um, episode. And that came back. So a lot of things came back where I'm like, for fuck's sake, I thought that old me was gone. How is she showing up like this, you know, but without the youthful looks? <laughs> so I um, found myself thinking, Jesus, what am I stagnating? Am I regressing? Like, how is all this suddenly showing up again? I feel like I haven't changed at all. And these were the thoughts that I was sort of carrying with me as I looked toward this new year um, of, you know, new opportunities, but the old year of like, <laughs> whatever. So I insisted, and here's my first tool for today. I insisted on focusing what I really did accomplish. What really did change, not just positively, could be that, you know, stuff came back, but there is no stagnation. That is not true. And especially for us women, I would like to invite us to really look at what ha is it that you've done this year because there is no nothing. There is no thing as you didn't accomplish anything. It's not true. It's not possible, especially if you're female or of the female persuasion, <laughs> in my opinion. So instead of looking at all the things that haven't seemed to move forward, whether you're still in a relationship that sucks and you know you should be getting out or you... Um, are in a job that feels like a dead-end job, or you went from dead-end job to no job, and now you're like, wait, now what? Um, whatever it is that feels old, but that is still sort of sticking to you, like really cheap chewing gum, it's probably going to be hard to sort of be like, all right, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to scratch this chewing gum off my um, shoes and be done. So if that is not necessarily accessible to us, maybe we can focus on what is. And what is accessible is to just write down and I cannot stress enough the idea of, of writing things down, of, of making them physical as opposed to just mental. Um, what it is you have accomplished this year. Like for me, it, it, it's very small things. For example, I managed to read more books this year than I have in a very, very long time. I am burning through them. I am devouring books like I used to do when I was a much younger woman. I was always reading all the time, and it kind of got lost with iPhones and digital crap, whatever. So I decided I'm going to make a list of all the books I read this year, right? And that's just a small mundane thing. I don't care. Maybe you accomplish so much more. Good for you. More power to you. But to just focus, 
for this year on what it is that we really did succeed at. Maybe for some of us, that is just getting out of bed every day and getting dressed. Good. Lots of rewards for you. So that was the tool number one. If the negative, however, sticks and it keeps coming up and you keep thinking like, who am I kidding? Like sometimes I do these rituals and I'm manifesting all these wishes and I'm putting them in the earth to sort of, you know, sow the seed. I'm like, who am I kidding? I feel tired. I'm exhausted from this year or this month or this relationship or my kids or whatever. And it's just going to keep going. January is going to roll around, but I'm still here and I'm still doing all this stuff. So when that comes up, what I like to do is let my breath, I've often said this in my yoga classes, my yoga students will know it, let your breath be motorhead. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the band Motorhead. I'm not a huge fan per se, but I love their claim to fame on their t-shirts, which says everything louder than everything else. So if the negative voices come up, just drown it out with a strong breath. And I don't mean the usual inhale, exhale. Calm breath is nice too. If it's accessible to you, great. But go with like a lion's breath. If you're not familiar with it, just look it up, Google it on the internet. I can walk you through it real briefly. You just sort of scrunch your face together. You inhale, you make it really, really small, like you bit into a lemon or something. And when you exhale, you make a big sound and you stick your tongue out. But anyway, Google that. It's a very, very cleansing breath. I love it. It's fierce. It's aggressive in some ways and it's cleansing. And it certainly is louder than the negative voices that like to show up and sabotage us sometimes. So that was tool number two. Uh, Tool number three. If the letting go is really, really hard, if you're holding on to somebody, you're holding on to grief, some of us can get real stuck in some emotion along the way. If It really doesn't seem to be moving forward, and I don't believe it doesn't, but it can feel that way. It can really, really feel stuck. Then maybe what the body or what the system is asking of us is to just accept it. And this is actually uh, something that my dear friend Jamila said to me just yesterday. Actually, you should, if you speak German, I know a lot of German speakers listen to my podcast. You should definitely hop over to her podcast, hers and her husband's. It's called Intensiv Gewollt, which loosely translates to wanting on a very intense level. It's a beautiful relationship podcast. I can highly recommend it, and I'll pop it in the show notes for you. But so what Jamila said to me was... I was explaining to her how all these sicknesses return, how desperate I am, and and I was really upset and crying because I didn't know what is it I'm doing wrong. I'm doing the yoga. I'm doing the meditation. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Why am I not getting better? And she says, you know, if all that is not working, if the, the work is not yet showing results, and maybe it's about just accepting that it's here for now that there are underlying issues that need to be looked at from a different perspective. Because mine's always the yoga, the meditation. Why is it not working? And she said, come at it from another angle and just accept it for now and then look for other help. And I thought that was so great. How many times have I told my students to just accept something? How many times have I asked myself, just accept it? But acceptance is so hard sometimes. It's like, why? I want to fight this. I've like declared war on this shit. Somebody give me a weapon already, right? When the only war that can be waged is actually 
not the active part of the ward, but the surrender. Wave the white flag. This is not defeat. This is a very important distinction. Surrender is not defeat. But wave the white flag and say, I've come at this with everything I know, with all the tools that some really great teachers and friends have taught me. But I, I, can't, I can't fix me just now. I am willing to see it from a different perspective, but I, I can't do it right now. And so for now, I'm just going to accept that this is here and that it is showing up for me. These sicknesses, this health issue, this relationship, whatever it is you're struggling with, is showing up for me, for me to learn something, for me to look at it from a different angle. And I know this is a big ask, but I also know there's incredible peace in it because I felt a whole lot better after I sort of meditated on that whole idea of acceptance yesterday. I got a little bit of sanity back. And hey, every little bit of sanity wants to be fought for <laughs> no matter what. So that was tool number four, acceptance. Now something very concrete for New Year's Eve. I've spent a few New Year's Eves by myself. I don't think it's the worst thing that can happen because I've also been at New Year's Eve's parties or relationships where I was like, wow, alone really was better than this, you know, than being with the wrong person or the wrong people or in the wrong setting, whatever it is. But if you are alone and this is something that challenges you, then make sure you have a New Year's Eve call buddy, if you will, somebody who you can call at 12 o'clock who knows that you're going to call, and who will take that call, who won't be too busy or too this, that, or the other. And then really talk to them about how you feel, how do they feel, um, what are some of the great things that maybe you want to do together next year. Um, if you're separated from your partner, definitely look at some of the dreams you have together that still want to be put into action. But really have somebody to talk to that you don't feel lonely. Alone is great all feeling all at one and at peace with oneself, great. But if not, have the New Year's Eve calling buddy. And as a very last resort, I'll admit I have done this so many times that I don't care to admit how often. But um, when my son was really small, when he was a baby, his father and I would just go to sleep before 12 o'clock. We were like, well, it's not like he's going to get up any later just because it's New Year's Day. So we're going to call it a day. And we just went to sleep before 12. And I did it even after my son was older and I was alone again. I just went to sleep because I thought to myself, okay, I can place all the sentimentality into this date. I can, you know, make it really big. I can listen to old Lang Syne until I'm fresh out of tears. Or I can just go to bed, go to sleep and be rested for the next day. Now, for some of us, especially those of us who are used to really big parties at New Year's Eve, which in most countries, I think right now is not possible. This is going to sound a little depressing. Like, are you kidding? We got to like sort of ring in the new year and there should be fireworks, which are also not allowed in the country I'm in in Germany right now. There should be all this. And yes, I absolutely agree that there's a lot of beauty around really, really making it a big party. But to be honest... Going to sleep that evening and being rested and optimistic for the next day was really, really great also. I speak from very personal experience, having done it many times. So all that said, I wish you a very, very healthy, happy, and really beautiful 
New Year 2021. Against all odds, against all news, against anything that your negative voice is feeling, drown it out. Let whatever works for you be louder than everything else. Thank you so much for listening this year. This has been an incredible adventure for me. I'm so thankful for the really loving and also sometimes critical feedback I've gotten. I'm really hoping you'll join me next year again, and I'm looking forward to that. That's one of my big, big positives for 2021. Lots of love. <laughs>